catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. While taking a brisk walk a few days before this episode, thinking of how best to engage the youths in my community to participate in the ongoing National Continuous Voter Registration, I met two young men who shocked me with some strange form of patriotism and political awareness which I thought we had lost as a country to the trendy Jagba syndrome. In the brown shirts and khaki shorts, which I recently bought, I stood amazed listening to one of these young men, the one with a full beard, say, after what happened with the hashtag NSARS, I must vote in the next elections. This was a bit shocking considering the level of voter apathy, the one we witnessed in the past few elections that Nigeria has had since its return to democratic rule in 1999. These young men whom I knew as teens just about a decade ago were all grown now with full beards on their chin and some buju and olamide swag, but that wasn't the only growth I noticed. They showed some enthusiasm for political participation too. Their reassuring words and the cool evening breeze made that brisk walk much more bliss than I'd experienced since the start of this tumultuous year. When we parted ways, I thought to myself, how can we maintain this vigor till election time? From local councils to state and federal elections in Nigeria in the past three general elections, which span a period of about 10 years, the country has narrowly seen 60% of voter turnout despite adding considerable numbers of voters during the registration process each time. Even with the 60% youthful population who make up more than 50% of registered voters in the country, youth voter apathy is a major issue in Nigeria. How do we get young people to actively participate in the electoral process in Nigeria? Just like the not-too-young-to-run and ready-to-run campaigns, our first guest is a program officer with Yaga Africa and is passionate about political inclusion and development, Efemena Osua. How are you doing, Efemena? I hope I got the Ozura right and the Efemena too. Yes. Right. yes, you did. Thank you, Anthony. Good morning to you and welcome to everyone joining us on the show. Um, hope it's going to be an interesting conversation um, today. But thank you for having me, Anthony. Beautiful. It's good to have you. Also on this chat is a legal practitioner whose interests revolve around advocacy, corporate practice, politics, women and child development, Juliet Isi Ihaere. Good morning, Juliet. How are you? doing Pan, so, yes it's good to have you here so we also have some male discussion so it's not just you know an all-female discussion so we can balance things up first is someone who has worked on democracy and good governance specifically around citizens participation in governance as well as civic participation among young people in nigeria he currently works as a program officer in the governance and development program of yaga africa olanio sanusi how are you doing, Olani Osanusi? I'm very well, thank you, Anthony, and thanks for having me. Yeah, finally, a media consultant, public policy analyst, and a good governance advocate, Chima Christian. Chima, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellently great, Anthony. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me on your show. Yes, from local councils to states and federal elections in Nigeria in the past 10 years, Nigeria has narrowly seen 60% of voter turnouts. Despite adding every year, there's, you know, continuous voter registration, considerable numbers of voters. This is worse at the council and local government elections. Chima Christian, let's open up this way. You have some experience at the grassroots. 
what reasons could we have for the political apathy or when it comes to elections? Everyone talks before elections, but when it comes to elections, everyone just says, well, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. What reasons have you noticed, especially at the grassroots? Well, one of the things I noticed is um, that causes the apathy is lackluster candidates presented by political parties. You see, by the time Nigerians get to choose, or rather by the time Nigerians get to pick their poison, what you see is that the major political parties who have the needed capacity and structure needed to win any election have done their primaries and have presented candidates. And when the masses look at these candidates and they don't embody the qualities they want to see in their leaders, they just stay out of the thing. So one of the reasons is that parties present candidates who are not. And then when you consider the options on the other side, you see that you are literally picking between the devil and the deep blue. So that's one. Then the number two, and which I think should have come first, is the lack of confidence in the electoral process. Oftentimes you see young people tell you their votes don't count. And I have a counter argument today because I tell them, if your votes don't count, why do a politician offer as much as 2,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 in some cases to buy those votes? If they can sit in their hotel rooms and assign fictitious figures to themselves, why do they have to go through the rigors of elections? So votes count. Yes, if you're talking about Nigeria's history, 1999, 2003, 2007, yes. But there has been considerable level of improvement, including the recently signed Electoral Act. So I encourage Nigerians, especially young Nigerians, to discount that notion that their votes don't count. Votes count in Nigeria. So that notion has been held me, uh, widely believed by a lot of Nigerians and impairs, impairs rather their involvement in the process because they believe that give or take their votes cannot change the electoral outcome. In our cases, we've seen that it does change the electoral outcomes. Very interesting points you raised. And Juliet, you contested in the recent 2022 council elections in FCT Abuja, Nigeria's capital. This voter apathy thing, is this a thing that's been passed down from one generation to another? Or is it just a youth or young people thing in Nigeria? Okay, thank you very much for the question, Mr. Anthony. Uh, I, first of all, I will start by saying that it's not a youth thing because using my election as a case study, particularly Kubo Award, because I would not um, be able to talk about other parts of the FCT. Now, it was not just the youth, it was more of like a societal thing. The docile attitude is not just limited to the youth alone, because even the middle-aged people from 40 to 45, they even show up. So it's more of like a general mindset. They've lost confidence in the electoral process without even wanting to try. Most times, they're not even wanting to be inquisitive about who the candidates are. Some are like, they were just blunt. They are not interested. I don't know if it's from the lack of trust in the electoral process or I think it's whether it's just a docile attitude of not wanting to go take out time or walk from their houses to pulling units. Some see it as a big job. Some things are taxing to go take up their PVCs. So it's not just a youth thing, it cuts across. Even those who came out actually are those who consider as not being too educated. Those who even came out are more of like, I would like to say those that we don't even put much consideration towards, yes, to, towards them. So it's more, it's not the youth thing alone. It's more, it's a general mindset for people around my world. Wow. Okay. Okay. Some experience and there. There's so many reasons, except if you want me to go down. So what reasons okay. did One you notice here? One is that they lacked confidence in the electoral process, the system. So they don't even, because this time around, they were beavers. 
But even the beavers still discourage people. So I don't even know if they want to even come out in 2023 because some people actually came out and the beavers were not working at some polling units and the election was delayed. So such kind of thing would turn in an average Nigeria off to go back home because he knows he cannot even trust the system. Then secondly, the corrupt practices are eating so deep into the average Nigerian and that they only see politicians as people who want to give them money. So even when you are saying the truth, they are now blinded by the love for money that wanted to even hear the manifesto. So even when you try to do something different, they are like, no, they don't want to hear. So most times they cow around big parties whose names are already out in the air. That's the popular parties in which they know. So if you come under a young party or something, they will be like, okay, you only want to go there and eat more money and be like the other big parties. So no, but they don't want to try. So I think it's more of like an awareness thing that needs to be created before the election comes. Because there are there is this particular word on their lease that only election they get to see you people. So I then ask myself, do these people actually know that campaigns are not allowed until that before the electoral act was amended? Do these people actually know that campaigns are not allowed until INEC has lifted up the ban for you to campaign? So you don't need to come show up on people's faces like a campaign would be going on. So most times they don't even know how electoral processes work. If they knew, they won't be asking, telling you some certain things like only election, we go see us for our door. Okay, so um, one would think that these are norm- anomalies you've mentioned and the one that um, Chima Christian has mentioned too um, will be corrected through maybe enactment of laws. On May 31st, 2018, President Buhari signed the Not Too Young to Run bill into law. And very recently in 2022, just like Chima mentioned, the amended electoral bill, um, electoral act now uh, that civil society have been pushing for for a while. Now, Yaga has been at the forefront pushing for this development in Nigeria. And in terms of awareness, a lot has been done by Yaga and other civil society um organizations these newly passed laws and um, others like this one is there any way at all they can work to getting youths involved in politics or election i think we'll start with Femena before we go to um olanio okay thank you anthony so if you look at some of the provisions they are geared to improve the overall you know voter turnout in nigeria and deepen the level of trust and transparency that we have seen you know in elections in nigeria um when it comes to you know um getting more youth involved it even goes deeper now and one of the you know new provisions of the electoral act is that there will be electronic transmission of results which is a you know very welcome development but the law still puts this as at the you know disposition of the the commission the INEC commission which in fact is i think it's it's even better than not having you know someone to regulate it so it just just goes to say that if we pressure the INEC they are very likely to ensure that there's a regulation you know a guideline to ensure that these results are transmitted electronically and that's what you know we're working on and that's what our ultimate goal is now what what this will do for young people is to deepen their trust in this process so as they are you know when they get accredited at the polling units when they are voting instantly their results you know would be you know you, you'll be seeing it is it's electronic transmission even when it is moving from you know the polling unit to the collision center you are seeing it Okay, so it's I think it's 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 something that is going to deepen the trust for young people um in the electoral system in Nigeria. 
Now, there's also the, the case of the provision of early submission of candidate lists um, 180 days before the election. Now, this is a lot more, you know, better than what it was before. Now, sometimes young people tell you, oh, I, I don't know who is who is contesting for the election, so how am I supposed to know who to vote for? Now, when you mandate political parties to submit the names of these people in good time, it gives, you know, more room for them to even campaign and, you know, do some publicity around their manifestos and, you know, what, you know, they bring to the people when they win the elections. Um, so what, what you normally see is that political parties send in their names late. And if you go to the states, my God, it's even worse. Political parties submit the list of candidates the day of the election. I was in Enugu the other day when they were doing the, um, just before the local government, local government council elections. And as at one week before the elections, political parties had not submitted. It was the day of the election. In fact, after the election, political parties were still submitting. So it's like, oh, you're just winning the election for the party and not for an individual. And I think that's where most of the problem of young people comes from. You know, you're, you're, you're fronting a political party to us to vote for, which is, you know, understandable because we don't yet have any independent candidacy, although, you know, it has passed them for the next stage um, in Nigeria. It's, it's supposed to go to the state assemblies now for assent. Um, but we also need to know the kind of people we are putting into power. Because systems don't run themselves. Systems are run by people. And you need to ensure that these people you are voting, this candidate that you want to vote for is capable and has, you know, leadership drives, leadership skills, is, is predisposed to, you know, public service. And you know that you can vote him and also ensure that you can hold him to account. Because it's one thing to be able to vote for someone and to be able to hold that same person to account. There are some people when you vote for them, you can't, they're barely, they're unreachable until you do like a social movement around it or properly organized before you can reach them. And um, the third, I know I'm running out of time, is the New Electoral Act redefines what overvoting is. So before now, um, you just have lots of votes coming from one polling unit and you say oh um we had one million registered voters in that polling unit so if 800 people vote if 800 people are, are said to have voted there's no problem but it goes deeper than that so you know it's not everybody that has been you know um set to one polling unit that comes out to vote on vote on, on the day of um, election so what the new electoral act has done is to ensure that it is only the number of accredited voters that can be used to gauge how many voters actually voted during the day of the election. That is to say that the number of accredited voters cannot be more than the number of people that voted. Now, this is a very stringent you know, provision to ensure that politicians political parties and thugs do not manipulate the electoral process to give us, you know, falsified results because we know that that's one of the things that, you know, are bound to happen. So even the violence, you know, that happens at, you know, during polling it will be greatly reduced because they know that to a very large extent, they cannot over manipulate the results. Even if they try, they cannot, you know, it, it cannot be that glaring, you know, as before. So these are just about three, you know, provisions that, in my opinion, would ensure that, you know, young people's trust is deepening in the electoral process and it will help them, you know, come out to vote on election. But you know, then again, the problem of our election in Nigeria is amending the Electoral Act is one of its one of the solutions, but it's not the entire solution. You know, there's a culture of apathy, there's a culture of unsatisfaction, you know, there's poverty in the land. There's, there's you know, when people are not getting the dividends of democracy, when you know people are not even seeing political will, it's difficult for you to, you know, motivate people or even encourage them, you know, to come and vote. There's you know, this kind of res like resistance to voting because we're not seeing what we ought to do, and that's why, you know, aside from from, you know, the new electoral act that has come to stay. We need to also do more as, you know, young people, as, you know, civil society actors, as people that care about the political, you know, 
status of Nigeria um, to ensure that we're able to, you know, try to hold these leaders to account. Because the thing that we would see is when we're holding more leaders to account, we're seeing, you know, um, results of holding people to account. We're seeing, you know, result. it gets to, you know, build trust in people to say, if I come and vote next time and they do anyhow, there's something that we can do. There's social audit we can do. There's, you know, mobilization process. There's, there's something we can do to ensure that we can hold people to account. By the time we start holding lots of these, you know, leaders to account, they will know that young people do not come to play. And one of the things that we have seen that young people have risen up to account is during the NSAS movement. We have seen that young people are not, they're not joking anymore. We've come to, you know, take, you know, things into our hand. And it is my, it's my hope that, you know, the next um, general election, the voter turnout, as well as the youth candidacy will be more than what it was um, in the last um, general election. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Fingers crossed. Now, Olanio, just as the population of youths and young people keeps growing every day, every year, the population of first-time voters also keeps growing. Considering the explosive growth indices of those turning 18 and those who, for some time, have not even registered whatsoever any time at all to vote, how lethal is the power of the first-time voter? What impact will this have in the 2023 elections in Nigeria? Thank you, Anthony. So I think I'll just start from where you left off on what impact does the power of the first-time voter have on the election. I think it has a great impact because currently, if you consider the population of Nigeria and you look at the largest demography in that population, it is young people. And these are not just young people who are in their early 30s or mid 30s. These are young people uh, who fall into the age bracket popularly known as the Gen Z. Uh, these are people between 18 um, to 25. They make up the largest demography in Nigeria currently. So if you have that data and then you, you are starting of getting 3 million new voters every year. Now imagine 3 million young people across the country participating in elections. I think that would tilt the outcome of the election greatly because that's a large figure. And back to your question on how do you harness the power of this group? I, I think it has to start with um, continuous voter registration, um, continuous voter education on the part of INEC, on the part of political parties, and also um, from civil society organizations. Uh, you cannot neglect this block because uh, they hold the numbers. And like we know, um, politics is a game of numbers. And numbers are, is greatly important to how elections are being won. Uh, so if these major stakeholders invest in intensive voter education over a period of three to four years, then I'm sure that by the time the election cycle comes around, the impact would be seen because by then young people would have been sensitized and oriented to go out on on the day of voting to vote and they won't just be voting they will be making informed choices as well um because if you invest in voter education for three plus years and um, the average person you're going to be training or you're going to be um, impressing upon would have taken it upon upon his or herself to ensure that um whoever gets their vote merits it, right? Uh, they will be able to weigh whatever it is the politicians are telling them and they look at past antecedents and understand practical solutions that are being provided from the politicians. And I think this is where Yaga's work comes in. Uh, we have a program that's targeted at um, teenagers in secondary school. It is called the Democracy, um, Democracy Camp or Democracy Summer Camp because uh, it happens during the middle of the year. So we target these people uh, and we talk about about civic education, we go right to their schools in a space where they feel comfortable, away from the classroom with the old teacher-student relationship. We talk about civic education, we talk about civic 
participation and now it is important for them to start thinking from that age and these are students in, in senior secondary school ss2 and ss3 to be precise majorly between the ages of 15 to 17 years so before they turn 18 you're putting that thought in their mind to start caring about political participation to start caring about civic participation and understand what it is i, I think today being a globalized world and the advent of technology i think we have a chance to to group or to breed this new group of voters uh, we have to we have to leverage on technology greatly and i'll i'll give an example the pre-registration exercise that INEC introduced, uh, whereby you have to go online to pre-register before going to an INEC office to, to complete your um, your biometric registration, and then you get your PVC afterwards. I think I think that's a good idea. So basically, we need to um, develop initiatives uh, that leverage on technology that are targeted at encouraging young people to participate in the process. It's not enough to just tell a young person to go and register to vote when they know they're going to be spending 16 to 17 hours or nine, eight to nine hours on a queue and still not get the job done. And if you look at the data that INEC released from the pre-registration exercise, um, the demography that embraced the initiative most is also young people. Um, young people. Uh, these are these are the genesis. These are people who are um, technologically savvy, right? They don't care about the old ways of doing things. It's all about technology. And if we're able to act that, I feel um, that number, or I feel that young people within that age bracket would always have a great impact on our elections. Um, secondly, is to make them understand that decisions made. Um, or, or your decision not to participate in the electoral process comes back to you because the people who are going to be elected as leaders will be the one directing the affairs of the country. And whatever policy they make at that level affects you. You might think that you are insulated from it, but that's a lie, right? It affects you. Policy affects everybody from the rich to the poor, from the poor to the rich, across the spectrum. It affects everybody. Um, so your refusal to participate in that simply means that people who do not understand your needs, people who do not care about your problem would be the ones in power. And all they will do is protect their interest and the interest of their friends, their cronies, right? Which leaves you out and which is what is currently obtainable in the country. Um, so on one hand, you're um, investing in intensive civic education across the year, across the years, and also on the other hand, you're making young people understand that if you do not participate in this process, it comes back to you, it comes, it comes back to bite you, and there's nothing you can do but complain. Um, so basically, first is for the major um, stakeholders in the electoral process, INEC um, political parties, because that's the only avenue by which a Nigerian citizen can contest for office at the moment, and then civil society organizations um, to work hand in hand, to work in partnership and target this, this um, demography of young people in the country. Because if you get 3 million new voters um, um, every, every electoral cycle, that is a huge number. And that number would definitely have a great impact on the outcome of the election. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alanya. I have a feeling that, you know, the time we have um, um, specified for this particular discussion might not be enough to get into the details and say, OK, these solutions are important for um, um, this problem to be solved or these are the solutions we think um, will solve this problem. Now, in just a minute, in about a minute, because that's um, about all we have for Chima Christian and for Juliet Isiha Ikaire. Now, are you too economically poor to engage in politics and elections? And um, I, I think that should be the closing statement. And um, for Alanio and Efemina, um, 
why should youths, I think Olenia has already spoken about that, but I want us to buttress just in one minute as we get closer to another general election, why should youths be involved in politics and election again? We'll start with Juliet. Are you too economically poor? Um, you've run for an election, so you have an idea or some experience to share with us. Okay, I would say that the youths are not economically poor to do so because what are we looking at we are actually talking about them coming to their polling units to vote and it's expected that whoever is going to vote should put a, a polling unit that is very close to his or her house but where we'll be talking about the expense to be going to go and pick up these pvcs because this is usually what's on their lips how do i go to INEC office to register and actually get my pvc so now what i will actually be telling you so as much so as not to be disenfranchised is that he or she should try as much as possible to locate a pool in an INEC office close to him or her. Look forward, look forward to going, look forward to the date in which he or she is to capture his or herself, and at the end of the day, try as much as possible to pick up their PVCs. And then on election day, just come and step out of your house. It should be at least one to be a little distance, not too far from your house or wherever you work, and then come out to vote. In that situation, you won't be spending much. But on the same hand, I need to please try as much as possible to bring this polling units to also those polling unit centers because a lot of you don't even know where to vote on election day. It was very visible on the election day. People did not know their polling unit centers. So instead of doing it few hours to the election by setting up the cubicles on their electoral election day, they should try as much as possible to bring the voters card to positions where will also be the polling unit centers to share this voters card and enlighten the people that this is where the election will take place. That alone will solve a lot of issues because it will, if not, it will delay the process, make people not to know where they are to vote, and all those things actually hamper, disenfranchises the youth or the common man who wants to come vote on election day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wonderful points made, wonderful, especially the last one about bringing the cards to the places where they're supposed to vote. I think that can work. Chima, what do you think? Yes, and we must encourage INEC because what happens now is that after the online registration, people are expected to go to local government offices of INEC to do their physical capture. We must now encourage INEC to roll out early um, rollout of uh, ward level registrations to send those um, machines, those capturing devices, and INEC staff to all the wards, the, all the wards we have in Nigeria to do ward level registration as they always do a week or two weeks before they stop these exercises. They should roll it on um, early enough so you avoid those crowd cases, you avoid the rush and all of those things. But I also engage with INEC and they've given me reasons why they are not doing this. What they tell me is that once they do that, that the people they often see are people who have registered before. So it seems like there is this uh, uh, demography or this particular set of people that are interested in registering and that they are the people that keep coming. So what I advise is that, and perhaps Sanusi and uh, my other friends in the civil society will pick this up and encourage INEC to expand their systems to detect multiple registration at the point of registering. I know they have a system to detect multiple registration, but that time you have finished, concluded the registration process and they can only clean up the register. But if they have a system that automatically detects Nigerians who are already on their database, so as to forestall that issue, they tell us that we have people coming to register once they see INEC people. They don't even mind whether they have the cards or not. They'll just come and think it's a fresh registration and all of those things. So, yes, what level registration is what I'll push out. You asked about economy. Yeah, um, that's a different topic on the prohibitive cost of elections in Nigeria. It's a major, major concern among the young people because if a young person is on the ballot with those uh, man-no-man thing and the kit and kinship thing around it, 
I expect that it will influence a lot of young people to come and vote in their crime. But if they see people who they don't connect with, you know, age-wise, they can't connect with them, idea-wise, you know, the generational gap is too much, and it doesn't excite them. So yes, I believe discussions should be held around the prohibitive cost of elections in Nigeria. Thank you very much. In less than a minute, um, Efemena and Olanio, why should youths be involved in elections again? Simply put, um, what can be for us without us? Um, we consider the bulk of you know the nation's population. So why should you know people be in leadership position and we do not consider the bulk of those people there? It's simple for for inclusion reasons. We need to feel included. We need to be able to strengthen democracy. We need to be able to put you know um, enhance legitimacy of elected leaders. When we don't vote and you know someone comes into office, it feels like the person just you know came from out of the blues. You know, and young people were the hardest hit by COVID-19. And we need, you need so, some, some laws and, you know, enabling policies and um, policies to help us bounce back. Uh, so, you know, young people have excelled in other areas of society, you know, tech, you know, agriculture, you know, name it, entertainment. So why not politics? Why? Why, young people, why can't we do this? Of course, I, I think we can. And then check out the power of youth. You know, when young people, you know, decide to do something, when young people put, you know, their heads together and want to do something, you know, probably like an organizing action, just the way we did, you know, during the Not Young to Run campaign, what did we see? We saw results. You know, so when young people decide to do something, there is always, we can generate the power to get the change that we need. So, I mean, young people, we don't, we don't have a choice right now. We need to get involved. Thank you. Okay, and Alanio, what do you think? So for me, I, I think it's just participation, right? That is the essence of a democracy. Um, if you refuse to participate, then a chosen few uh, will determine what your life should look like, at least from the policy angle coming from government. Um, also, I, I think we need to disabuse the tag on politics in Nigeria. We need to sensitize people and make them understand that the popular saying that politics is a dirty game might just be a ploy to keep you away from it, right? I used to tell people that you don't necessarily have to join a political party to run for office. You can join a political party, provide value in that political party, and determine who becomes the flag bearer of that party when elections come, which is also an important role to play. It's not just necessary for you to join a political party simply because you want to run for office. No. But if you join the party, you continue to add value to the party. Uh, over time, you build social capital right, within the party. And then you begin to form blocks, right? Because there are other young people like you who are doing the same thing you're doing. And you form the power block in no time. And when time, when it comes, um, when election comes around and time comes for you to select a representative or someone from the party who's going to be a candidate, you're, you're able to, to, to participate in that decision-making process, which means your voice is being heard, right? And then when your party gets there or your party wins the election, you also, you're able to hold that person to the promises they made while campaigning for your vote within the party first, and also as a citizen um, of Nigeria, or yeah, as a citizen of Nigeria. So basically, politics is involves it involves every aspect of our life, right? You cannot just shy away from it because then, if you do so, the fantastic ideas you have, um, the new age ideas that you have that would bring about development, uh, accelerated development in the country, won't be it won't manifest because it would be those kleptocrats, it would be those seasoned politicians, those who have taken politics as a business who continue um, to, to benefit from resources that are meant to be allocated to the general society and corner that to, the, to themselves. They will be the ones who keep occupying these political offices and keep directing the affairs of the country and the affairs of your life, directly or indirectly, um, whichever way. But yes, it is important that you participate. And lastly, inclusion and representation is very important in a democracy too. So it, it's, it's, if you refuse to participate, it's, it's at your own detriment, basically.
Thank you. Thank you very much, Olania Sanisi, for the thoughts and for the insight shared here today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Efemena. Thank you, Juliet. Juliet, you want to add something? You. Yes, I wanted to just uh, add something to what Mr. Alani Yon said. Okay. I think also youth needs to, if they want to actually be very, have a, uh, a say in choosing who a candidate can be, they can also not go one. You know, once you go one by one, once you are a single person, it's good, It's easy to be outnumbered. So associations just like football clubs, they can decide that once they are doing party primaries or something like that, they can go in their numbers because it's not possible for just one person alone without sh- commonly shared ideas with other people to easily penetrate or know how to have a say or know how to outweigh their numbers in those parties. So gatherings, associations could actually help by making not probably an association who should push for a political parties, but they can actually make themselves aware about what's going on and go to those parties and get involved. Else, other than that, the same candidates will be picked by those delegates and it would be too bad to keep on, keep on um, um, recycling the same people we don't want to see. So you can't just say one youth, everybody needs to come together in their numbers. If women association, they go together, not just being at the background, but making sure they participate in the primaries. Thank you. Thank you very much, Juliet, Olanio, Chima and Efemena for sharing your thoughts here on this side. So statistics obtained from Yaga Africa from the 2019 elections, uh, which was after the age limitation amendment had been carried out in 2018, show that youth candidacy rose from 21% in 2015 to about 34%, and also 13.5% candidates contested for the Senate and 27 for the House of Representatives in Nigeria. Nigerian youth should be aware of the powers they have as a pressure group, not just as a powerful socio-economic, but political pressure group which must not only appear to use this to demand change but to drive and implement the much needed political change. The 2023 elections in Nigeria is an opportunity for Nigeria's youthful population who have conquered the world of advanced technology and continue to lead Africa's tech scene to use their skills and population strength for the good of all youths. As a youth, if you think say election and politics no consign you, I do wonder for you, tech has made it easier, so go get registered and come out on election day to vote. Thank you very much once again. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.